things girlfriends share. Welcome to Girlfriend It, hosted by women for women on a variety of topics most relevant to our daily lives. Weekly, we have incredible, inspiring, and influential guests as we explore everything from why ambitious women don't quite reach their full potential to how we deal with the dailiness of life. Together, we will hear compelling stories of other individuals in hopes of one thing. How do we get to know ourselves? Welcome, welcome, welcome. It's Patty Wyatt on Girlfriend It Today. I will be your host. And I, I'm just going to jump right in. Years ago, I heard a speaker, Pete Wilson, who is the founder of Crosspoint Church, and he shared a message. What do you do when God doesn't show up the way you thought he would or should show up? And I was leaning in, literally gobbling up and scribbling down his words. And then I went out and bought his book. And it was one of those books that had such an impact in my life. He talked about how all of us have our dreams, goals, wishes, expectations, but for a plethora of reasons, they just don't come to fruition. Our plans fizzle, dreams shatter, expectations get crushed, people betray or let us down, and often we just let ourselves down. And perhaps for you, it was something that looks like this, maybe perhaps through an email that causes something in your life to be turned down, uh, turned upside down, uh, maybe even as horrific as creating doubt uh, about your husband, or maybe it was information you received from a doctor. Maybe your children have not fit into the perfect mold you had for them. But basically what happens is our plan A comes to an abrupt stop and plan B hijacks your life. So our show today, we are stepping, stepping into this aspect of shattered dreams that may have you questioning and wondering, where are you, God, in all of this? Uh, perhaps you're just feeling broken and bruised, and you're at that point where it's like, okay, God, it would be really cool if you showed up right now. And, you know, just are you still even involved? You know, where you just feel like there's just a silence uh, of not even hearing from him. So I just want you to hold that deep and poignant thought, if I do say so myself. And we're going, I'm going to introduce you to four amazing friends, actually three of them, because one of them just bailed two minutes ago. <laughs> and that's what friends do. No judging, right? Uh, but community, We've been, we've been friends for a long time. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to say cumulatively, but the word did not come out for over a hundred years of friendship we have in the bucket, which doesn't make us old, just friends for a very long time. And I, I've shared in the past how we have these friends that we sometimes they're basement friends and sometimes they're balcony friends and the basement friends at times it can just drag us down and we can get stuck in the muck with them. But those balcony friends, they're the ones that lift us up. They challenge us. They chisel us. Uh, they, they, it's that iron chiseling iron and help us become a better person craving Jesus more. And these are my balcony friends. So uh, my, give them my intro doesn't do justice for who they are who they've they've been in my life they are a combo of entrepreneurs educators speakers consultants and of course yeah because 
because they're my friends. Um, they're quirky. Uh, we often cause a scene when we are together, and we are definitely a work in progress. This is the first time having them on the show, and I, I hope and I pray that this is uh, the launch for future shows. We'll, we'll see how they do. All right? Uh, yeah. Okay, well, how we came to be in another episode, but let's just say, I, I honestly, I don't even know how to articulate my emotions right now because um, I'm just thrilled. I'm beyond excited to have them uh, with us today, and I'm going to dive in because that was a long intro, and now the show's ready to be over, but I, I'm going to dive in and talk to Christette. And Christette, ever since um, I have met you, it's like every time we're together, there's something else that unfolds. You know, you're just like that onion that I keep peeling the layers and going deeper and deeper as I get to know you. And, you know, before you were just this really beautiful face. And I realized <laughs> you're more than that. You know, who knew, right? Uh, so, Christette, just, I just want to dive in because I know God never wastes um, any experiences, moments, seasons of our life, and w- at what point would you say on that theme of a plan B, what comes to mind when I say that? Well, actually, a lot of things come to mind, but I, um, I'm i going to go back to when I was first married in California when I was, I, I was very clear to my husband that I was going to be a career woman. And I had high hopes to be an executive with human resources. I love people. I loved partying and events and celebrations. And I liked being in the know. And HR, you're in the know. <laughs> so um, anyways, we uh, were living, you know, in Southern California and enjoying uh, each other. And I landed pregnant. And so that kind of, you know, changed and altered things a little bit. But what I discovered was my husband lost his job Mm -hmm. and he's from Phoenix, Arizona. And so we came here for a shower. As a matter of fact, it was a baby shower for a friend of Sherry and mine. Yeah, that's where we met. We met there. Remember? And totally. (laughs) I actually met you before that, but that's another story. That was that Beth's wedding. But I was known as Danny's wife and Little Miss Sherry, who I call sassy a lot, a lot of times, <laughs> up, she was on the floor at the shore, jumped up and ran over to me, and she was pregnant, and so was I. And um, But I was going back to California, which I did. But a week later, um, my husband's like, you know what, maybe we should look at Phoenix, Arizona. And I'm like, okay. So he flew out, got a job, and came back and said, we're going to move. Well, I hadn't had the baby yet. And so we had to wait till the baby was born. And I moved in with my mom and dad. Um, and then of course I worked in human resources and you didn't want to have, um, that, um, what is the word I'm looking for? You know, cloud over my head or be known for, Mm -hmm. Oh, the girl who didn't come back because she stayed home. (laughs) And, And I was like, I'm going back to work no matter what. And so he was very gracious. And by the way, he would drive out every weekend to see Andrew and I, he was amazing. And so I went back to work and then I was kind of a fearful, like, how am I going to go to California or go to Arizona? Well, come March, I came. And of course I still was very dead on. I got to get a job. I got to get a job. 
So I did. I didn't get a job. I got two job offers. But during that cycle of time, I had instant friends because Dan had such great friends from high school. And those girls took me in as if I grew up with him. And they really just spoke truth into me and gave me options. And I had to say there was a moment that I skipped over when Andrew was sick during the time that I was, um, you know, uh, working and Dan was in Arizona. I would share a nanny with another friend who only spoke Spanish. And when I took uh, Andrew to the doctors, I could not uh, I could not answer the question, what was his day like? I am like, I have no idea. She speaks Spanish, and I wasn't with them. So at that moment, I felt that was a God moment, that he was already putting um, a different mindset into me, that perhaps motherhood was something that I could embrace. Maybe I could be a good mom. And that was part of it too. Could I really be a good mom? Maybe I'd be a better mom if I worked. And, um, and there's so many fabulous women who can do multitask and do that. And I envy them. Um, but my, my plan B turned a different direction Mm. and got softened by heart and friends just gave me other options. And when we really sat down and looked at how much I was really going to bring in, um, really wasn't going to be enough to take care of the difference. You know what I mean? So it was like, what can I do to make up that difference? Mm-hmm. Now, luckily, I jumped in there and kind of, uh, you know, sh- shared the light with you and said, hey, you know, you could probably just stay at home mom and you'd be okay. <laughs> luckily, luckily, I was around. <laughs> right. You used to sing to me. Remember when the kids would go to school? You want to share it in that? <laughs> well, of course I would sing to you. And, and I would also point out, like, those ugly house slippers you'd wear at the door. Every time I'd come see you, you had, like, these pink matted down slippers that were so gross. But, you know, I loved you anyway. So. <laughs> okay, I have to say, I have to jump in on the slipper comment because... It's so funny, and thank you, Christette, for sharing that, because there, there are so many listeners out there that they, you, you are, you're struggling with that. It's like, wait, I kind of get fulfilled over here in this work, you know, life balance, and I don't know, I, I just remember I was driving to work, and I, I would all of a sudden start crying. I really wanted my career, but leaving your babies, it's, it's a really hard thing to do. But I remember my neighbor, um, she had just had a baby. My girlfriend and I thought we're going to make her, you know, like a fun breakfast and bring it over there for her in the morning. And she came to the door in this because I'm totally the ugly slipper girl. And she came in this gold, like satin or silk, you know, pajama outfit with the matching slippers and her hair was all done. And I'm like, okay, she should be making breakfast for me. I can't believe she just had a baby and this is what she looks like. But it's just funny how there are people like that. So, Sherry, you're obviously one of those that, you know, you can come to the door looking like that. And, Christette, I relate to you. I'm going in ugly slippers, and that there you have it. <laughs> oh. forgot to teach me that. <laughs> and, Debbie, did I hear you jump yes, in Yes, I, I am here. Oh, yep. Debbie. Debbie I'm left here. us. Here. Oh. There she is. You think I'm here? All right. I'm here. So, okay. Debbie, we, we're, we're Xing you out because um, we can't hear you, and that's the kind of friends we are. And uh, <laughs> that, how, how did you finally 
how did you realize, oh, wow, this, this is not the way I wanted it to be? Oh, well, you know, I think um, it came when I had two amazing job offers when I got to Arizona. And they were um, jobs that I knew I could probably advance really well into. And it was at that moment when I found that God was very real. God showed up and he said, you know what? I have another plan for you and you're going to say no. And I was, I'm not one to say no very easily because, um, uh, cause I'm a people pleaser and mm-hmm. I want to say yes to everything. But it was in that moment that I knew I had to make a decision. And I said, I'm not going to, I declined the jobs basically. And I'm going to stay home and try this new, new style of life, you know, being a stay-at-home mom, which came with its own challenges. So don't get me wrong. It was not all easy either. Yeah, for sure. It's it's a whole different ball game with having a career. And, and you know, some people, they can, they can juggle that. And um, for others, not so. But it's funny as moms because we have a tendency – and I think the older you get, maybe not so much, but it's not only about judging, it's about comparing. We compare ourselves to everyone and we think, how in the world are they, are they doing that? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Sherry, you probably don't even remember this, but I, probably you, not. <laughs> you were doing growing kids God's way. Totally. And, and I remember going over to your house, uh, with the chart. For a shower and she had like, yeah, it was this chart and I, and my temperament, I'm one of those that I was, I was working, I was having my, my kids, I'm bringing them, you know, if they don't get a nap that day, they don't get a nap that day. And now I realize, you know, schedule is really good for them. And my (laughs) oldest child would come up to me and say, mommy, will you please put me down for a nap? Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. So, and now I see him. He's a very, he needs his schedule. Um, he would literally, I'd have all my friends in the living room and if they would pass out in the family room, then that's nap time. (laughs) But he would come in and get my finger and drag me upstairs. So he wanted to go into his bed. Poor baby. Oh, baby. Kind of parented himself. It was good. (laughs) So when I went over to your house, Sherry, and you told us, we were having a shower and you're like, okay, my kids are down. This is what time the shower will end. I was like, wow, that's wow. amazing. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, it, it helped me because I thought, you know, I probably should have a little bit more of a, of a schedule going on here. Well, I'm, I'm yeah, glad I think help. the biggest thing there is for all of our listeners out there, it's easy to judge ourselves. And compare our weaknesses to other people's strengths. And so when I see that, you know, Sherry, I'm like, wow. And, and it's really, it's harder now because everything's on Instagram. You know, it's like all the Pinterest things that are taking place. So just being aware of, remember, we're comparing our weaknesses to other people's strengths. And that's often where that Plan A and that plan B start happening. And the enemy loves that, right? Oh, totally. Totally. Tear it down. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just get you there and kick you in the gut, and then there you lay, and then it's hard to pull out of that sometimes. Yeah. So then we get back on social media. Oh, sorry. I was just going to comment um, uh, that you think you've overcome that, and then it sneaks back up on you, you know, and so it's another area of comparison that you discover, oh, I didn't realize I was doing it in that area, too, and now i got to work on that one. Mm-hmm. Or you think, like, you'll grow up and you'll grow out of it, but no. <laughs> No, you don't grow up. Yeah. And, and I think, uh, you know, it's, it's, we were earlier all talking together with our other friend, um, Robin and how she was saying, you know, when you have those expectations, um, it, it, sometimes we're not then relying on God. It's that open hands of surrendering it all to him. And Sherry, you, you made a comment about those expectations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What was it? Well, uh, oh, like, oh, expect nothing, appreciate everything. Yeah. And, you know, if you, if you go to that place and that's your mindset, then, you know, you're able to just, you know, grateful and be in a healthier place. But, um, you know, that's, that's easier said than done. <laughs> Absolutely. And speaking of that, Let's just segue right into you. It's easier said than done. Where, where does your plan be? Where were you like in that place where it was like, okay, God, this, you are not showing up and this is not what I signed up for. Yeah, this is not what I signed up for. So I have um, a house full of boys. And so my house is testosterone, fighting, hitting, burping, you know, tripping, punching, you know, uh, belching. So it's only boys. It's only CNN. It's only NFL. It's only sports every day, all day. And so one of my boys uh, uh, was going to get married and got engaged. And, and so in my mind, I am picturing this is going to be so great. There's going to be a girl in our world. We can watch the Hallmark movies. We can go <laughs> shopping. There will be someone that will help around the kitchen. And and we can set the table together. And, boy, we can, you know, plan meals together. And this will be so wonderful. Dear God, I'm so happy. There will be a girl in my home for all the events and all the parties. Just picture it. We're going to be just thick as thieves. It's going to be so awesome. And six months into their engagement, uh, just casually over like having uh, frozen yogurt one day, um, my son says, well, hey, I've gotten this great job offer from this former NFL coach. And uh, he's offered me this great job in Nashville uh, to be a part of this football program. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, well, yes, that's nice. Um, anyway, and, <laughs> and he's like, um, and I think I'm going to take the job. And I'm like, uh, no, no, you're not. <laughs> and uh, it was like, yeah, yeah I am. And, uh, and then the two of them both sat that t- there together and said, um, yeah, uh, it was after we're married, um, that's where we're going to be. And wow. so um, that was, I mean, that was like a kick in the gut because it wasn't what I pictured. It's not what I planned on. So that was really a dream that was crushed. And I had to let go of that and lay that down and, you know, fight my own sin nature and battle and selfishness and blah, blah, you know, well, poor me, you know, because <laughs> it was all about me. You know, it was. So. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Those are first world issues, but it can literally put you in a hole because it's like, wait, 
that is a huge dream. That that is a major expectation, and and often we don't even realize that that was an expectation until it is this void and it's yanked. The carpet is pulled. It is, and you know what? Too is you grieve, and I think、oh. we forget that part of expectations、mm-hmm. not being met. And Plan B also sometimes can、um, revolve around a grieving process. Oh, totally.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, ha- I, you know, that was is so. You had to get your head around the fact that wow, not only is my son moving across the country, but now is so my new daughter-in-law that I was hoping to, you know, share all these all these experiences with. In my mind, I had planned so many things in my mind that were going to be, and then boom, they're just gone. And so. Yeah, you're right. A lot of grieving, and you and you feel kind of stupid, you know, like oh, this is just kind of silly. But no, because you think, come on, you know,、uh, you you feel like you know it's very immature. It's just very immature. But um, you know, I had to like really wrestle with that, and you know, take it to the Lord, and just you know, and 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 cry. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing that girlfriends do. Like just now, Christat, what you said was. You're you're grieving, and sometimes it's those friends that come along, and especially those balcony friends that are like,、um, "Hey, I don't know if you know this, but you are grieving right now." Because a lot of times it's our blind spot; we don't realize that what we're going through, and maybe you know, wounded people wound people, hurting people hurt people, and we're hurting. If this is the emotion that we're going, if we're kind of going through that that emotion of betrayal, then. Sometimes we lash out and we don't even realize that we're we're doing that, and 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 so I think it's important to, like you said, you're grieving. So what are the steps of grieving? And be aware, because that's the first step.、Mm-hmm. Is how do I identify what's happening right now? And and the first step is denial.、Mm-hmm. So I'm sure you went through this time, Sherry, where it was no, absolutely not. This is、right. not. To happen, and you're going to get your behind me back here and live in my backyard. That's right. That's where I want you to be, so I can sip and drink lemonade and talk to you whenever I I want. And so it takes a while, right, to get past that that denial. And then the second stage of grieving, if you guys think back on, you know, all the, it's it's sabotage. So we don't realize we are kind of sabotaging ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. And once again, it's a it's a blind spot. It、mm-hmm. might be, well, I just won't talk to them when they、yeah. call me. I'm going to be ugly to them. Yeah, yeah. Here you go. Did you go through that? Did you、oh, did、totally. you do a little? Totally. Well, you know, in my mind, I did all those really, really wicked things. I mean, I was the evil, evil person. You know, planning the demise, and it's gonna, and this job opportunity is gonna blow up, and it's just gonna be horrible. Ah, gonna get you.、Um, but luckily, I know I, I caught myself before it came out. I did catch myself, and that's really when too,、um, having a community of other like you know women. To, I could go to that I knew had had a similar experience, and their, you know, son, daughter-in-law had moved away. I went to them. I'm like, you know, this is killing me. To like, you know, I understand, but here's the things about it that will be very, very good, and and so that helped a bunch, and、um, and, it, and it has been good, and it is good. But initially, when you're hitting the stomach with it,、um, you know, can't see good. 
Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you know what, too, is as, um, as friends, which I just love, I just, I love my girlfriends and I love the opportunity to walk alongside them and walk alongside Sherry when she went through this, you know, because it not only gives her a safe place to vent and say all the things that we know are not right and correct to say, but you just, you need to just, um, get it off your chest, you Mm -hmm. know, and, and cry together, you know, and, and then I learned too by, gosh, this could happen to me. And I know now a safe place to go. And I've watched her and, and seen the blessings that have come from her being silent when she so, ba- so badly wanted to be selfish, you know, and, mm-hmm. and to surrender it. And, mm-hmm. um, so mm-hmm. that's what friendship's all about is to be able to walk this journey together through the joys, the laughters, the tears, the heartaches, mm-hmm. you know, it just grows us closer together and it makes us better people. Mm-hmm. And I blew it a bunch of times I mean, early on, you know, I blew it a bunch and like, you know, <laughs> learning how you know next time that happens um i'll be better i'll um so i had to ask for forgiveness uh you know and and you know take steps of healing and reconciliation and um you know relationship building but of course you know you blew it because that hasn't happened before and it hadn't happened to me so you know um yeah owning up to it Yeah. You know, it's so funny because once again, the judging thing, we can judge others when we haven't gone through it. And then when we go through it, now we go, oh, now I get where they're coming from. You know, and and once again, I think as believers, we can spiritualize it. Like we see people that are grieving because their kids have moved to, you know, Africa or to Tucson, like wherever, <laughs> if they're not in your backyard, you know, it's like, wait, this wasn't supposed to happen this way. And, and, you know, we can go, but that's where God led them to go. And that's why, you know, in scripture, it says that you know, they're going to go and become independent and make this, you know, disciples in the world. We should be celebrating that God's doing this in your life. And you're like, yeah, well, celebrate somebody else's kids going to Africa. Not mine, you know? Somebody else's kid to Africa. Not mine. (laughs) Yeah. I actually remember um, sitting in in church at times, if you guys can relate. Maybe it was just me that was the selfish. But, you know, you'd have missionaries come speak or, you know, people would share uh, you never know where God's going to send you. You know, it's, it's that whole plan A, you know, you, you have your life planned out and God will come along and we just need to surrender it all. And you might be in Africa. And I remember sitting in the pew going, please God, not Africa. Please God. I want, I want running water. I want, you know, mascara and eyeliner. <laughs> Don't do that to me, God, you know, and isn't that silly what we do? It's like, God doesn't work that way. It's not like it's a discipline that he's doing it. It's just a part of our, uh, and, and often our plan B is amazing when we finally get through that 40 years of the desert and that in between space where we go, Oh, wow. You did this, God, so I could have this. And this is the promised land. And you did see the bigger picture. And, you know, once again, those expectations get shattered. Um, it, 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 we 
we have to surrender it all. And when we use that term surrender, I think that's what mm. freaks us out because yeah. we just picture, you know, your, your face down on the floor, just going, okay, God, I give it to you. But yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. amazing when we do that, how cool it is. Mm-hmm. But if you're just hearing that for the first time, you're like, I don't know if I'm ready to purge all of that, you know? Yeah. Um, but it just, it just creates that we're not so open to judging others and we're more available to what he is doing in our lives. And Sherry, I love that quote, expecting nothing, appreciate everything. Mm-hmm. So for our listeners today, our takeaway, one thing is what would that be right now that you surrender over? Thanks for listening to Girlfriend It because our girlfriends are where we get our best tips for life. Find us on Facebook at Girlfriend It. Hit subscribe to iTunes or toginet.com.